Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Hi there, and thanks for joining us again for Recalibrate. This week, we've been journeying through a few interviews with people discussing the issues surrounding racism and prejudice in Canada. And earlier today, I had the honor of sitting with two members of the First Nations community to discuss what racism and prejudice looks like from a First Nations perspective and how we as individuals and as a church could respond. I met with Matt and with Courtney, who are Delaware First Nation from Ontario. So if you join me, I'd love to share the interview with you. All right, everybody, we are here with Matt Thorpe and Courtney Kopak. Is that how you say it? Thank you so much. So we're here discussing with them what's happening uh, in our world right now regarding systemic prejudice and racism and how it surfaces in Canada. And so I'm excited to see what Courtney and Matt have to say. So Courtney comes to us. She lives here in Vancouver now, but she's back home with her dad in Ontario for a bit. And Courtney, what do you what do you do for work? Mm-hmm. So I work um, as a job coach with the Musqueam Indian Band in the Employment and Training Department. Awesome. Thanks so much. And Matt, you're a life coach. Tell us a bit about what you do. Well, my my main service is conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. I've been in mediation business for over 20 years now and right. lots of training and the, the coaching uh, aspect of the business. That was something that's, that I've always kind of done, but never really named it or called it that. But in the last five years, I've been right into families traveled all over the country, working with different families and just really getting families reconnected and or doing the work with them so they can experience what it's like to be totally connected to your yourself, partner and family. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's very cool. Very hard, but very cool. Yeah. So I invited you guys onto the call. So we had a mutual connection, Courtney and I, and then I invited you onto the call because our I wanted our church to hear um, about how I think it's so easy as Canadians to almost just say that systemic prejudice and racism is an American problem, but it's not an American problem. It's present in Canada. But before we get into that discussion, I wanted to ask you guys, what was your initial reaction when you heard of these most recent uh, murders that happened in the States? So I'm thinking like George Floyd, um, the ones that just happened last week. So what was your initial gut reaction? Pissed off. Sickening. Yeah. Yep. Just totally choked because I know, I, I, well, I'm pretty sure I know, I know the stories that are behind the scenes that drive these behaviors in human beings that we don't address. Mm-hmm. We talk around this crap. We talk over it, below it, around it, but we don't talk through it. Right. And that's a big challenge. We're not talking to this stuff. You know, we're just talking around it because it's almost like we're afraid to acknowledge what goes on inside of ourselves that create these these really bad situations. I've seen thousands of them, mm-hmm. thousands of them. And it just it, 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 does it surprise me? No, but this one really hit me. Mm-hmm. It got me thinking about, you know, uh, you know, I've been a victim of it and I've been on and, and I've been racist, like I said earlier. 
And I know that my early experiences with racism set up a pattern for me, set up a way of being for me that I had no idea was keeping me in, in as a racist. And I had no clue until one day I turned the lights on and I started really thinking to myself, maybe, just maybe there's something about me here right. that's creating these challenges. And sure enough, it was. So it's definitely a more personal thing. So I'd love to come back to that later when I ask you about what the church can do to respond. But I want to hear from you guys. Maybe, Courtney, you could start. Is um, How do we see this kind of systemic prejudice and racism surfacing in Canada? What, what do you see? Well, I see it every day. Um, I hear it every day, oftentimes because of my skin color. Um, I've heard, been told by other people, you know, I don't look like the typical Indian or they, you know, they say these things and for whatever reason, it's okay to say that to me for, for some reason. And they'll continue to say ignorant, obnoxious, hurtful things. And yet I'm just supposed to sit there and say, oh yeah, that's fine. That's okay. And I often see people allowing it to happen too. And no one speaks up about awful things that are said right in front of my face, blatantly racist ignorant comments about First Nations people, you know, the, the stereotypical, stereotypical things you hear. We're drunks, we're alcoholics, we're abusers, we're this, we're that. We get all this free money, we do all this stuff, when really it couldn't be further from the truth. I think those issues are across the entire nation. It's not just First Nations people, but for some reason, for so many years, we've been painted this picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've... I saw a stat yesterday, I forget what it was, but it was um, of First Nations and just how First Nations people make up about 5% of the Canadian population, but they are vastly disproportionately uh, um, incarcerated and um, have violent interactions with police officers and things like this. So we have the same problem that the United States has uh, in our First Nations communities. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. And for whatever reason, we're able to just keep it silent. Even our people have been fighting since the beginning about these issues. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we've been silenced for so long and people are okay with that. I was a convict 40 years ago. And I spent 10 years working in the prison system. They found me. In Victoria, BC in 1993, the guy who found me is my best friend today. Wow. And I worked with I worked with with Aboriginal clients all across the country. The end of that chapter in my life, I ran a healing lodge on the east side of Vancouver. I had 26 guys used to live in my house, all federal inmates. So I've been both sides. I know what goes on. I know. And sometimes being locked up is the safest place to be. Mm-hmm. It's just safe. People care about you to some degree. Um, there's no dealing with racism because everybody's there for the same reason. They've done something wrong and I'm here. It's safe. It's home. It's one, probably one of the best homes I've seen people have based on their stories. I did a video years ago with, with a photographer in Victoria. And if you ever find the video, it's called within the walls It's 25 minutes. It'll change your life. Mm -hmm. It'll change your Mm -hmm. life. And it's real. Mm -hmm. It's real stories. Powerful. So yeah. you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I've been there. I know. Yeah. And so you've seen this happen in Canada, even that people are targeted by um, our society and our law enforcement just because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's because the color of our skin, and I just thought of that just now as we're sharing here, and I just want to kind of throw it out there. I don't think it's because of that. I just think that there, there's been some messaging. There's been some condition. There's been some perceptions. There's been some interpretations that if people took the time, they'd realize they're not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lack of education, so to speak. And a slash awareness. And awareness. Yes. Total awareness piece. So when you ask the question to us about what can the church do, and Courtney said it just a few minutes ago, sitting out in my grass here with we're Sharon, what you could do is work with your community. Mm-hmm. Just start small. Mm-hmm. We we need we need to find a winning formula in, in a community, like your own possibly, mm-hmm. and and really spend the time and do the hard work. Each of us, mm-hmm. each of us has got some hard work to do. All of us do. And, and like for we, we, we right now, my big thing on Facebook now is I need more humble and kind. Every day. Right. And you mentioned before, like just how so much prejudice, it's about prejudice and assumption that is conditioned into us. Whether That's we Canada it, sound on, exactly. Canada. practical steps that we could take. Like this is... um. I didn't prepare you for this, but Courtney or Matt, what are practical steps that we can take to kind of, in our own life, break down those assumptions and prejudices that we've built up, whether we know it or not? Ask the question ask, where it came from. The conversation. Ask the question. Ask, ask yourself that question. Ask your group of people. I'm going to throw it a question, and I want you to be courageous. Let's talk about what's tucked in under all those layers of stuff, because I believe and I believe this, and I've sat with some of the most dangerous men and women in this country in my life. But when you get to the core of their being, you know what? They're scared little boys and scared little girls that never had a chance to grow, to grow emotionally, spiritually. It's just been shoved over there or down there somewhere. But to get, to get all that stuff out on the top and just clear it out, which I think is really tough work, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I believe that at the core of all of our beings, there's love and kindness. I really believe that. But we got to get there and we got to stay there. It's having those conversations. It's hearing the stories. It's sitting with people that have been through struggles and still struggle to this day. It's creating that safe space that they can share and they can trust that you're there listening. One of my taglines on my website is I create a safe place to talk about tough things. Right. So that's what we need to do more of now is just... And I think local, like your, your home, your community, the, the lands you're on, the people there, get to know them, get to know the culture, understand the nations that your home is now on, get to know the artists, support local people. Like we need to empower the people that feel like they're, they're not supported. They're not, you know, liked, they're not cared for over and over again. Time and time again. You got to be consistent. I'm going to share a story with you that an elder told me years ago. It was just brilliant. He said to me, he said, he was talking about my life. He says, I'm going to compare your world right now to, to a pipe, to a ceremonial pipe. And a pipe really is a piece of wood and a rock. Okay. When you put it together, it becomes alive. Right you have to learn to stay connected. Right. 
to become alive. This is easy. Right. Being disconnected is easy. That's why this stuff's going on in the States all over. Because we're all disconnected. We're all sleeping. You know, our lights are out. Yeah. You know, we're just disconnected. Yeah. Because if, we if we were connected, we wouldn't be doing this mm -hmm. stuff. We just wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, so I hear from you guys. There's a huge need for us to just um, get in community with people from all different backgrounds and mm -hmm. to learn from each other because we've been ingrained with our own assumption and prejudice that we need to break down. We only do that. And it's hard work. It's not, it's not a quick fix. It's not one thing you do one time. You go to a workshop. It's not... It, it's constantly, it's commitment, it's conversations that you have to truly commit to having. And stop saying that you know. Stop yeah. saying I understand. It, it yeah. just makes me scream when I hear someone in a circle say, oh, I understand. Oh, oh, I understand. No, you don't understand. All yeah. you understand is you and your experience. Stop saying it because you don't know. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, I've always, another thing I believe, you shift the language, you'll shift the culture. We got to stop talking like we know. We don't know. All we know, all I know, is me. That's it. Even that's dicey sometimes, you know. But I just think if we just shift the language, yeah, and start really listening and to, and being courageous and brave. Yeah. Oh my God! Like I just love those words. They did. They did. They, they they just move me. I want to be brave. Thank you so much for this time, guys. This has really been helpful for me, and like actually challenging for me to be honest. Like. As you were just saying, like, I have a lot of work to do in, like, what, um, like, breaking down my own internal prejudice. and What's happening with you right this second? I think my eyes were just open to that, like, I hold on to a lot of things. And that, that's unfair for me to put something onto a First Nations person or to even assume, like, what they might be like. I know I had a conversation yesterday with... Um, a friend of mine of how people assume she doesn't have a degree or assume she doesn't speak English. And those like, are really harmful things that we just assume of people. And so you guys have opened my eyes to see, wow, I have a lot of work to do. And I can imagine other people that will listen to this will realize like I personally, this isn't a societal or cultural issue. It's a personal thing that I need. It's not a we thing. It's an I thing. And the only reason why I know that is I've done the work. Right. I've done the work. And it was the first 10 years of my recovery was the most brutal path. I thought the streets, gangs, and prisons were hard. That was hard. Mm -hmm. When you start pulling out the mat that's in there with all this stuff, like it, it was a huge, it was a huge 10 years of just grueling stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is an I thing, my friend. This isn't a we thing. You know, we can do it together, but I need to do the work. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Thank you so much for your guys' time today. I will for sure be in touch again because I would love to keep the conversation going. Great. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com.